Morning, church. And thank you, worship team. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you have already identified the theme for this morning's service. And we are going to talk first about the fact that we are settling into our new facility here at 1807 Erie. How many of you like the facility? Checking out okay? Good, good. Uh, Your leaders believe God was intentional and very specific about calling us back into the city. There's reason and purpose that we are here and not there, and we are beginning to understand that more and more. Our desire is still to connect with God, each other, our community, and our world. And today you're going to hear more about how we're connecting with our community. And Lord willing, next month we'll hear about how we can, in a more deep way, connect with our world. So stay tuned for that. We've had wonderful services of celebration as we opened this facility the last two months. Uh, But now I believe it's time to get busy about our Father's business. It's time to get busy. The fields are ripe into harvest, and now is the time. We believe God has led us here for such a time as this. And now it's time to move forward. One of the compelling reasons for our move is to make a difference right here, right now, in our community and in this county. And we believe God has called us to this. We understand addictions are ravaging individual lives, families, and ultimately it impacts an entire community. We want to help be a part of the solution to be one of those facets of healing, a channel of God's grace and love and mercy into our community. Three years ago, I got a call from Pastor Chris Gilbert, and he challenged me and said, John, it's time to get your church in the game. Time to get your church in the game. And that set in motion then all kinds of different things that got us to this moment. And so I'm going to invite Ryan Molnar to the platform. Ryan, why don't you come on up? Can everybody say hey to Ryan? Can we hear Ryan? Jen, do you have to dress him in the morning, too? <laughs> All right, let's get this over here. And let me see your pack. Okay, let's check that one. How's that? All right. Good. Looking good, sounding good. All right, can you say hi to Ryan again? All right. All right. Ryan is the director of Stepping Stone. And Ryan is a recovering addict. Many of you have heard his story. But he is called of God, I believe, to be sent out from here to make a difference outside of these walls. And think about that. Because God didn't bring us here (laughs) to sit in this building. This is a launch pad. Right? And so Ryan is part of making a difference. So, uh, Ryan, uh, you 
understand the transition of T-Box to Stepping Stone. It's been quite a journey, and you've been an integral part of that journey. So why don't you uh, briefly tell us how you got from there to here and when we first met to where you are today. Well, for starters, by God's grace. Um, I wonder who's going to cry first, me or him. <laughs> <laughs> when we were worshiping, I was already starting. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess my surrender was four years ago. Um, however, the transition of that happened while I was in jail, meeting Chaplain Rick Cawthon, who used to run T-Box um, here in Sheboygan. And he reserved a bed for me for when I got out. At the same time, this whole transition with Pastor Chris Gilbert contacting you, happening with uh, Chaplain Rick knew that times had changed. Mm -hmm. They originally started that up for just strictly coming straight out of jail and prison, no, no other things to it. It was just helping them directly, but they realized that addiction was the number one thing that needed to be addressed now, and he was one person trying to do it by himself. Um, so that transition happened while I was a resident at T-Box. Um, Pastor Michael took over with the team and they got it up and operational uh, throughout the transition. And after my long term there, longer than it was supposed to be, um, I moved out, I immediately became one of the check-in guys who would go over there and just check on the guys, uh, seeing how things were, make sure the house is clean, uh, things like that. Um, and just, I don't know, God's footprint on that was just unbelievable the way he walked, it, walked me through it. Uh, the willingness to step back and let them come to me with questions and guidance on what my next steps were gonna be. I eventually became the check-in coordinator, and then due to other transitions, became very good friends with Pastor Michael, and I was learning what he was doing in regards to running it without even knowing what was gonna happen. And then I was blessed by our elders here, and Todd was the one that made me cry that day. Uh, <laughs> to um, take over as the director. And we've been just pushing ever since, trying to make things better, finding any flaws that we may have, um, and now just working on the transition of getting more funding for it. Jen and I both would like to do this full-time instead of working our full-time jobs and then trying to fit the rest of it in You know that way. I feel 100% confident that I am called to do this on a full-time basis. Yeah, yeah, as you can see, it's down here. We're getting to that slow, slow. All right, so let's say Jill is here, right? And Jill knows nothing about this thing called Stepping Stone. What is Stepping Stone? Stepping Stone is a transitional, uh, faith-based, recovery-focused, transitional living home for men with alcohol and drug issues. Um, men that want a safe place to go to get their feet back on the ground and get some direction in how to live a good life without the drugs and alcohol, how to deal with life's impacts without drugs and alcohol. 
just like I did. I had no idea how to do that at the age of 44. I Good. Really didn't. And sometimes we'll use that term drug court. What, what does that mean? Drug court is another way of you get in trouble with the law, you go to court, and they can sentence you to this drug court. It's a long term, I believe like 15 or 18 months. I could be wrong on the timeline. Of um, Once a week you report to court, you all sit up in the uh, jury seats and you get up one at a time and you go talk to the judge about what you accomplished throughout the week, um, how many drug tests you passed, how many meetings you went to, and this and that. Um, we don't do that though. We just, uh, there, there's another, there's two other sober livings here in town that house the men and women from drug court. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, drug court is always so busy that there's never any extra room in those for additional people needing, needing an opportunity of a sober living. Great. So the community is working on this. It's not just stepping stone. There's all kinds of different pieces Correct. in play here. And you're finding your role. And give us that phrase again that says stepping stone apart from other organizations, which are also doing a great job. I would call us kind of the middle of the road. We are a faith-based recovery focused. Um, you, you have to find your own path. You have to find what works for you. I tried straight faith, and it did not work for me. I couldn't make it work. I tried straight recovery, and it did not work for me. My powerhouse was putting the two together. However, the next person could be straight faith, the next person could be straight recovery, but they get to choose. They have to choose one if they want to stay by us, but they get to choose. They get the option to find their path that works. Good. So we want to make a difference. You want to make a difference. But what's really happening outside of these walls in Sheboygan and Sheboygan County with addictions? Or would you like someone in here to answer that question? Your call. I guess anybody in here could. Anybody, anybody in here that is dealing with it, dealt with it? Where's, uh, there he is. Dustin, I know he deals with that quite frequently. Um, You've had a few drug overdose deaths that I've handled in a couple weeks alone. Just right here in the city of Sheboygan. Two drug overdose deaths in one week. Don?
So there is a need, obviously. We all understand that. Uh, but we also want to uh, personalize that. I, I mentioned last week that my oldest son uh, relapsed and uh, the impact that that has on the entire family and well beyond that. And you sitting here gives me such hope because I've seen what God has done in your life and I know you want that to happen over and over and over again. And many others in this room want to see it happen over and over and over again. So we can stand and sing that song, My Chains Are Gone, yes. I've Been Set Free. Yeah, we're all in process, right? Uh, I want to tell you a story of two Ryans. The first one is this Ryan, Ryan Molinar. Uh, Proverbs 27.2 says this, Let someone else praise you, not your own mouth. Let someone else praise you, not your own mouth. And so we've compiled uh, three short videos for you. Uh, the first one is from Charles. I'm getting ready. Start already. Uh, <laughs> because we all need help, and sponsors are incredible people who pull alongside because they've walked that road and understood the journey and the pain. And so you're going to hear from Charles, who happened to be Steph, where are you? Stephanie Clapp's brother and Ryan's sponsor. How many years? Four. Four years. Yeah. We're also going to hear from Todd, who is Ryan's brother. And then we're going to hear from Ryan's mom, as only a mom can tell the story of watching her child go through this. So while you watch this, we're going to go sit here because he's going to cry like a baby. And... <laughs> Watching the transition Ryan has made over the few, these past few years has been one that has actually blown my mind. I've watched this man come from a beaten and willing person looking to better his life and stepping into one of the most selfless positions and wanting to help people when they need it the most. Um, when me and Ryan first started working together with his own recovery system, he was going through a lot of changes, um, still doing some things not the right way. He made some mistakes, but he learned from them. And he walked into a situation and a place that excelled him into a position that even I couldn't fathom. Um, it was the program that he now runs as the director of. And he started as just another resident in this place and then eventually worked his way up to going to visit and helping out where he could and now into turning and flipping that into a whole program that is bettering the lives of so many people. I couldn't be more proud of this man and what he has done for the recovery community, but most of all, what he does for everybody around him and himself. He has very much went from a selfish person taking what he needs to get better to now living that aspect of giving it away. 
So, Ryan, I'm proud of you. Keep up the good work. Love you, brother. Good morning. My name is Todd Molinar, Ryan's brother. Unfortunately, I couldn't be with you in person today, but felt it was important to share my version of the story Ryan has lived over the last several years. Um, we as a family had watched Ryan struggle with addiction for years, um, many ups and downs. And probably the hardest part for me was when he chose to get into a car and drive with my child and his while heavily under the influence. And that really hit me hard and put a, a major wedge in our relationship. And it took me some time to realize that it wasn't my brother that made that decision. It was his addiction. And over time, I saw Ryan go from being one of the most selfish people, um, which ultimately was controlled by the addiction, to one day finally answering our prayers and turning his life over to God, turning his addiction over to God, and ultimately realizing that he could not do this on his own. And by turning his life over to God, he was able to finally get a hold of the addiction that had a hold of him for so long. And today I could not be prouder of my brother. Our family could not be prouder of Ryan for going from being under that addiction and struggling daily to now being able to help others who are struggling the same as he did not so long ago. Ryan today is one of the most selfless, loving and caring people I know. And he uses those traits now to reach out to others and can certainly relate to them having not so long ago been in that same struggle. And I am so grateful that we have Ryan with us today and that he is able to reach out and help others. Thank you for your time and God bless you. Hi, I'm Gloria Molinar. I'm Ryan's mom, and I'm speaking on behalf of his dad, Phil, and myself. I always said that Ryan could accomplish anything that he set his mind to, and that probably included hiding his addiction for a lot of years. Um, he probably also didn't want us to see how things were a lot of times. And when his dad and I would try and have have conversations when events were going on, it was kind of a thing where we stopped talking about it because I was feeling things as a mother and his dad was a lot smarter as a father and 
it was just a conflict between the two of us when we try and talk about it so we just wouldn't. I often said that I thought Ryan would kill me when he was 19 just because of all the stressors that were going on and the struggles. I also told Ryan more than once that if he ever killed anybody driving, that I hope it was himself. And that was a hard thing to say, but it was something I truly felt. I didn't want him to have to live with having killed somebody. There were times in his 20s and 30s that he went through a couple periods of sobriety and were really happy. And he was happy and proud of himself, but then unbeknownst to us, he'd fall off the wagon and start drinking again. And we found out one time how many bottles of vodka he had hidden in the garage where he was living in. Um, like I say, he was, he's like most alcoholics. He was very smart and clever about it. Kept waiting for him to hit rock bottom because it seems like they have to truly hit rock bottom before they can ever come up. And that finally came to be, I think, the winter he was homeless. He'd gotten kicked out of um, one of the halfway houses, and he was living in his pickup truck. He called us, and once again, we enabled him, but we put him up in a motel room for a few days until he could find somewhere to live. It was a bitter cold winter, and he was living in his pickup. And things went bad to worse, and that's when he got picked up by the cops. He ended up in jail, but at least we felt like he had shelter and food. That's when he ended up starting to read his Bible and really study and really turning back to God. From there, he seemed to turn his life over. Then he ended up in Stepping Stone and came to a rise church. And then his eyes caught this lovely young woman named Jen. And from there on, God transformed his life into the God-fearing person that he is today. And we're, we're so pleased. We're so thankful to God. And he's done so much for Ryan. His, his life is absolutely different. He has this beautiful family. And um, he's just a totally different person. Like I say, we're so thankful to God and so thankful to Jen for taking a chance on on this alcoholic that just got out of jail. And God knows she had enough challenges in her life up until then to take on somebody like that. Um, we're so grateful she did and they have a beautiful life together and we thank God every day for that. So that's kind of our story. Thank you. Again, that reminder, let someone else praise you, not your own mouth. This is a story of redemption, of transformation through the power of Jesus Christ. And I, it is my hope, it's our hope that you also have experienced that. Not because of a program, but because of the Prince of Peace and the Savior of the world. He is Jesus. And so, uh, Ryan and I were talking last week as we meet regularly, and he told me about a time in his life when, uh, when it came to uh, 
getting ready in the morning. Why don't you tell the folk about uh, what happened with the medicine cabinet there and where you were in life? So my journey in recovery started back in 2013. Uh, that was when I put myself in a treatment the first time. But prior to that, for about the last year leading up to it, um, the girl that I had been dating for 12 years at that point, we spent the last year, her living upstairs, me living downstairs, so all I had was this little service bathroom. And right inside the door was a medicine cabinet on the left-hand side. For at least the last six months, that medicine cabinet stayed open because I guess I didn't recognize this part of it totally then. I know it scared the crap out of me looking at that mirror because I saw something and it was not me. Um, I will swear on it that there was something demonic <laughs> looking back at me every time I'd try and walk in that bathroom and I just couldn't. So getting up to get ready in the morning, I didn't. I did not get ready for at least six months. Um, but that medicine cabinet stayed open because it would just, there was something there. And it wasn't God. Yeah, yeah. So this is real. This is where we are. But Ryan looks real good today. He spends a lot of time in front of the mirror, you can tell. <laughs> doesn't scare you anymore, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> but do you like who you see reflected back now? I love who I see now. And the reason I spend $40 a month on my hair is because I care about myself for once. Yeah. 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 I justify that by I didn't spend any money on my hair for a very long time. <laughs> so it does. It really makes me feel good to take care of me physically, spiritually, emotionally, all the above, all the time now. But spiritually, what do you see looking back at you? I see Jesus looking back at me. I see somebody who's full of life. Yeah, yeah, we rejoice with you, brother. Tell us about Stepping Stone today. Uh, uh, how many beds are there in the facility? Uh, currently, it is a men's-only facility, housing up to five. And we're at the point where there's a waiting list. Yes. Those are good things. Uh, some of the major accomplishments in the past months, uh, you are now incorporated in the state of Wisconsin as an LLC, is that correct? We are. You're independent. We are. That's a major accomplishment. I think we ought to thank the Lord for that. Yeah. Very good. And your mother-in-law mentioned this woman that had come into your life. My, my mother, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yes. Your mother, her mother-in-law. They have yes. a good relationship. I think she likes Why don't you introduce Jen to us, would you? I think most of you guys already know my lovely wife, Jen. Can you stand? You were supposed to stand up because there might be people in here that don't know you. <laughs> if I tell her to do that again, I'll be going home and sleeping downstairs again. Or <laughs> tell us about Jen's role because this is truly a partnership in what you sense God is doing. Uh, Jen's role is lead administrator um, for Stepping Stone and also my organizer. She helps keep me in line as far as remembering things, but... She does a lot of the background checks. Um, I work full-time out at Millipore, so when I'm gone, I'm gone 14 hours on my work days. 
So she gets my emails and she'll respond to probation agents or prisons, anything like that, that are inquiring about getting applications, turning applications in. So she does a lot of the, uh, she does a lot of the footwork in regards to the, the house. Wonderful, thank you, Jen. We yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> See, Jesse gets it, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. You also have an advisory team? Who's on that team? Uh, well, that would be Stephanie, my sponsor's sister, um, and Jen, myself, and Parker, who I don't know if he made it. He said he was going to try, but I don't see him. Uh, he is an individual that I met in recovery. He was actually on the check-in team while I was at the house. And he is now our check-in coordinator. Um, he's right at about the same length of time clean as me. So we have two addicts in recovery on the team, and we have two individuals that had to live on the other side of the garbage that we threw out there. It's a good team. It's a good team. He's also had some businessmen help you in this process? Yes. Uh, Mr. Bill Kerwin here. And Mr. Niedemeyer, where are you hiding at? Are you here today? Don't no, he's not here either. Uh, John Niedemeyer also. These two men have been volunteering to just meet with me, and they've been doing some work behind the scenes too. We're looking uh, real estate-wise to try and purchase a facility for women. Yeah, um, we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, talk to us about success. What does success look like in the recovery community? Because if you're entering into this thinking uh, you're going to change every person and change the world when it comes down to one life at a time, overall, what are the general stats of those in recovery? How many are going to get out of it? Sadly, still the national average for any treatment facility and things like that is roughly 1 in 10. 1 in 10 that go in will successfully come out and not return. I was not one of those 10, yeah. but uh, the success rate so far at Stepping Stone has been phenomenal, and I believe that is because God sits in there every single day. We've had PJ and all the elders and a few other people sit in there. We did a big prayer circle in there one day, um, and I believe it's just simply the power of God being in there 24-7 that adds to the positive number in the statistics. Yeah, yeah. So be encouraged, church. As you pray, God is answering uh, those prayers way, way, way above the national average. Uh, we've got another guy named Ryan here. Ryan, where are you? Ryan, why don't you come on up? <laughs> nope, nope. Steve, we okay with this one? Yeah. Great. Hey, can you say hi to Ryan? Some of you have met him before. We'll just stand together. That works. Ryan, why don't you introduce Ryan to us and uh, ask him a couple of questions, would you? Everybody, this is Ryan. This is the reason that we're no longer going to accept anybody named Ryan at Stepping Stone because both of us <laughs> exceeded our time limit there by a very long shot. But that is for sure. Is this thing on? I don't think so. But he's a, he's a current resident at Stepping Stone. Um, 
somebody that I've watched go through just countless numbers of punches from life over the last 19, 20 months and watch him fight through it and get stronger in his faith and just keep pushing forward. And he is one of those, he is one of the reasons why we keep pushing, doing what we're doing, regardless of how many people don't make it. He's one of the reasons why we keep fighting for it because we can change, we change one life, he can go change other people's lives. Go ahead, man. Well, this will be fun. <laughs> Two lines operating up here, huh? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bear with me. Uh, my story, I guess, is a lot uh, like Ryan's. Uh, I got uh, my fourth trunk driving. I ended up in jail up here in Sheboygan County. Not from around here. I was uh, working, actually, at the Sheboygan Hospital, uh, the new Aurora Hospital. So. Uh, I was traveling up here, working up here, and I, uh, like I said, I ended up getting my four-trunk driving, not from up here, ended up in jail, had no place to go, um, um, ran into uh, Pastor Rick at the jail, and uh, hooked me up with Ryan on the phone. We had a phone conversation, and, uh, and it went from there, and he got me a bed, and, and I was there when it was Stepping Stone. Actually, when it was the tee box, I started. So mm -hmm. I've been there quite some time. Actually, uh, I beat Ryan's record. <laughs> By a long so, shot. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I've been through a lot. And without uh, the tee box and, and stepping stone and, and uh, Bible studies, like Ryan said before, some people go to AA groups and, uh, and that's their ticket. Well, for me, it, it wasn't. And the Bible studies and... and going up to uh, Samaritan's Hand, and time with Todd, we can't forget Todd over here. He comes up every Thursday night, and it's one of my favorite nights of the week when he comes over, and uh, we do a Bible study every Thursday, and he comes to the house and spends an hour with us, and uh, like I said, it's one of my favorite times of the week. I look forward to Thursday nights, and the Bible studies downstairs, so without God and without everybody here, it's just uh, where I'd be right now would... Uh, who knows? It, it wouldn't be good, that's for sure. So thank you, everybody, very much, and Ryan and, and uh, Alliance, the church, and everybody that's involved. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Wonderful. Just one small story. But let's talk about dreams. You mentioned the fact that you'd like to be full-time. No, Jesse's down here. We're going to get him at the okay. end. Make sure it's off so you guys don't have to listen to me twice as long. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so dream with us for, for a moment. You'd like to be full-time in this. You're working at Millipore. Millipore has been incredibly flexible in allowing you to do what you do. I'm very grateful for an employer that would say, we're gonna free you, allow you to do this because they understand the impact that it's having. But what will that look like? When are you looking at that happening? Uh, how is it gonna happen for you to be full-time? How it's gonna happen is, like now we're starting on the journey of 
going out and introducing Stepping Stone to surrounding churches in Sheboygan County. And it will be kind of like what Chaplain Rick has done for so many years. He has supported himself by asking for the financial help to pay his salary and keep the doors open of Stepping Stone. Uh, timeline, I don't know. I keep thinking something and God keeps telling me, no, we'll do it this way. <laughs> um, because here not too long ago, Millipore came out with the option of going down to 24 hours a week and keeping all of my benefits. Mm -hmm. So Jen and I were kind of looking at our financial situation, realizing we were we had cleaned things up quite well. And we're like, yeah, I could probably go to part-time this month. Well, then they gave me a promotion and a raise. And that to me was a way of re-looking at it and realizing that now's not my time. It's time to take Jen out of work full-time. And she'll, she's gonna start being at home with the kids full-time and doing the administrative stuff from home while I continue to work full-time. She'll be setting my appointments and everything and uh, setting up meetings with whoever and setting up the appointments to speak at churches and whatnot. So I won't put a timeline on it because that's God's timing. Good, 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 good answer. And yet you understand how he's being torn, right? He, won't, he sees the tremendous need. He sees lives. Uh, and he wants to make a difference. Church, would you pray with Ryan and Jen that this door would open? I can see the effectiveness of this ministry and the lives that it's touching. And others in our community already know as well. And so uh, we're just going to pray with you that will happen. Uh, one of the other things you're dreaming about is a women's facility. Uh, I think anybody in law enforcement would be uh, right there saying, hey, look, uh, there are some wonderful organizations and there's a lot happening, uh, but the tremendous need right now is for a women's facility. And so uh, that's on your radar. We've been talking with the city about that. We've been looking at some other things. Uh, I've chatted with the mayor about it. You've been working behind the scenes. And, and so what, what, where are we with that whole thing? Still looking. Still looking. Um, a couple things, you know, came to our, came to our, you know, the ability to see things or whatever, find some certain places. We looked into them. And I think it was just God saying, nope, not that one, not that one. So Bill, John, Ken King, and myself just being as patient as we can and working with what comes. I mean, the market is terrible right now, so trying to find anything that's available. Um, but we also have to work it out where the city approves it, too, because you have to get approval where you're at and from the neighbors and all that good stuff. So... Um, we lucked out where we are with the men's house. It's a commercial property, so it's a little different. But um, just knowing that that need is there, there's not enough for the women, and we've got a huge number of females pounding on our door saying, when are you going to get this thing going? Because we want to be part of the team. So we've got a lot of volunteers just lining up, ready to, to help out with it. And we're excited. We just, again, it's in God's timing, and we're just going to keep pursuing it, keep looking. We're not going to give up.
Wonderful. Dream big, would you? You're also partnering with a whole lot of other organizations and churches. In fact, you get to head out to a Lutheran church in July and share with them the ministry of Stepping Stone. You excited about that? I am. Only they have three services, so... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, my, my clip will be short in all three of those. Yeah, yeah. But I do have to wait for all three. Yeah. All the, all the, way, all the way through them. But yes. But God is opening doors. Yes. And we're so excited about that. And so I guess it comes down to uh, how can we help make a difference? How can we as a church body help to make a difference so we can hear the kind of stories that you just heard from Ryan and Jesse? Would you come up and uh, just share with us a little bit? Can you say hi to Jesse? Ryan, talk to your friend here. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Uh-oh. I think we just knocked over the monster. Oh, hi. I'm Jesse. I am an alcoholic and addict. And um, I guess you could say I reached a point in my life where I burned every bridge possible. Burned every bridge, friends, family. Um, I ended up in jail. And Mr. Mulliner here came to visit me. And he gave me a chance, an opportunity, to get my act clean, to do something for myself. Um, he presented me with a chance to live at this uh, boarding room house with four or five other peers. And we've had our ups and downs, you know. I mean, um, yeah, I've had my ups and downs. That gave me the chance and the opportunity to start to believe in myself again, or have some kind of hope, and um, finally do something for myself. Um, I did. I went out, I got a job. I started doing the normal daily routines that people normally do. Um, aside of the part that I was a very hardcore, uh, I still am, I'm an addict. My choice of drugs was heroin. Um, this destroyed everything about me. I lost everything. I lost my house, my car, my tools. My own place to live, I gave it all over to. The addiction is what took it. When I, before I left jail, Ryan came and, and spoke to me and he said, hey, you know what? You could have a chance here, an opportunity to do things. Are you willing to, are you willing to try that? At that point, I, I, I said, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in the home outside. I don't want to be homeless. I don't want to be living in the streets. So when he gave me this chance and opportunity, you know, at the same time, I reached for my higher power, and that's God. I, I, I finally decided to say, you know what? God, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't do this by myself. Yep. Yep. Um, I trust you. I believe in you. Give me, show me something. Show me. Show me. Give me the opportunity to, 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 to believe in you. And he did, because doors opened up. All kinds of doors started opening up. And I, I finally started to realize and say, you know what? This is real. This is something, this is real. He's showing me signs, and I believe in him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six months later, you know, opportunities open. I'm working as a maintenance guy at the hotel. All kinds of things are open. I'm, I'm, I'm meeting other people. I'm doing Bible study. I'm doing things I would have never done before. I'm meeting people in my life that make a difference, people that actually believe in me. Now I feel this feeling of, you know what, I do belong. I, I'm, this is something that's real. And um, I got a lot to, this man, I got to thank him a lot for a lot of things he did because he believed in me when I 
Nobody. I was not even my own family. Just, the doors were just shut. But this guy gave me a chance. And you know what? I, I'm grateful for that because um, right now, today, I, I, I have a lot in my life. I have a lot. I have a, a beautiful girlfriend who loves me. She believes in me. We live together. We're doing things together. We're, we're, we're living life. You know, we have our ups and downs, but today I'm still clean. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And life, I take it not for granted. I take it because he's allowing me as he gives it to me and he sees fit. And I thank, Lord, above anything, I thank my God, Lord. I thank him for everything he gives me. And I'm appreciative to that. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, love you too. Yep. <laughs> well, thanks, Jesse. I, I'm glad that you're here. I uh, got a text uh, early this morning saying you weren't. And yet I believe God had you come for a reason today to encourage all of us. Thank you. Thank you for that story. Uh, how can we help? Because we like those kind of stories, don't we, church? Yeah. And we want to be a part of those stories. So how can we help? Well, we need to pray. You've mentioned that before. Uh, and uh, Ryan and I are continuing in dialogue. How can, if there are certain people burdened for prayer, how do we get them connected with stepping stone requests? Now, that's something we're working on, right? Yes. At least thinking about. Good. Uh, we can give. Although we have stepping stone as a line item in the budget of this church, uh, that only goes so far. But if you are burdened for this ministry and would like to give above and beyond your regular giving so that this can continue and we can move this forward in some of the dreams, you can designate that on your giving either here uh, as you leave or online, uh, and you can designate it right to Stepping Stone. And so uh, we want to give you that opportunity to give over and above your regular giving. If this is something that God has burdened your heart about, it's missions right here, right here in our city. Uh, prayerfully consider that. And for some of us to go, Todd, you've been mentioned. Todd, why don't you stand there? Todd's an elder here. And uh, Todd. Uh, some of you know Todd, some of you don't. But Todd has a background in drugs and alcohol and his own testimony for Jesus. So he gets it. And so God has put it on his heart to go there every Thursday and really encourage the guys, but encourage them in a very specific way, and that is the word of God, because we believe it's the word of God that sets people free. It's the truth of Jesus through his word that sets people free. So Todd is incredibly burdened to see a foundation built in God's word there with these men. So thank you, Todd. Uh, and certainly we understand that we are all to make disciples, and making disciples there is not for everyone, but maybe you're that someone. Maybe God is calling you to do that. So we can pray, we can give, we can go. We want to understand uh, this is birthed here, and these folk are of us, and we want to send them out to make an impact in our own community. Uh, what time is it? Oh, we're doing, yeah, we'll do that in a minute. Um, 
any questions? Who has a question about this? Lisa, nice and loud. Good practical question. So the question is, uh, how much does it cost per individual there? And sometimes it's measured on a daily basis. This bed costs so much a day. That's the way the county would measure it, for example. And then what is the budget for Stepping Stone? Uh, those kind of numbers are more the Ken King area. We, we've been gifted with uh, the jail and prison ministries continuing to pay for the rent and utilities of the facility at this time. Um, how long that's gonna last, we don't know. Um, Chris Gilbert managed to get their treatment facility up and running up in Manitowoc, which took over the financial burden there, so that way. But as far as what does it cost an individual to go, nothing. Work, humility, that's all it takes. Uh, we do not charge rent for them to be there. Uh, we do have what's called a stepping stone agreement where they put money in each week that as long as they move out through the proper channels, they would get that money back. Uh, if they choose to do otherwise, then it is, they're signed off at the beginning that they would donate that immediately to stepping stone. So it's a kind of an incentive thing, but there is no actual rent to become a resident at Stepping Stone. So the facilities provided with the utilities by a group of very generous people. And the next level would be what? Beyond them paying for it? Um, yeah, say we opened or looked at a women's facility. How would that work? That's going to determine or be determined by whether or not we end up leasing a place or purchasing a place. Mm -hmm. um, we would rather buy it because then we're done with the payments, but then we also have to take more care of it. So um, I'm not really sure what we're going to do in regards to that. I, I, again, leave that up to God as far as what he wants us to do on whether we purchase or rent. Um, I know currently like the rent over at where we're at for the men's house is... I want to say it's around 2000 a month for rent and utilities. Mm -hmm. So you're probably looking at at least that much to open up a women's house and have that funded per month as well. Good, good. Lisa, we can talk more about that. Uh, I think the point here is this guy's got a tremendous burden. He surrounded himself with guys like Ken King and Bill Kerwin and John Niedemeyer, men like that. They were tasked with developing a very detailed business plan which they have presented, and the elders uh, have approved that business plan. So all of this side of things isn't Ryan's forte, but it's of interest to us because we want to know how much does it take to really run this place. This, I can assure you, every dollar that you give towards Stepping Stone is going to be used in a, in a real... Uh, What's the right word? These are really good stewards of the money that they have. There's nothing frivolous here. They are trusting God every step of the way. And so as they're taught life skills, right, Jesse, Ryan, uh, it's not just a matter of a roof over your head. Uh, there's all kinds of things that can help us all get to the next level. 
What about food? And Ryan has worked hard in developing a relationship with the food bank, and so uh, he's partnering with other organizations to make sure that uh, we're getting the resources necessary. Good. Another question, Ben? So Ben's asking, is this kind of an umbrella organization, or is this a local kind of thing? Ours is local. But there is something else out there. There's another thing out there named Stepping Stones somewhere. I don't remember where it was, but that's why ours ended up having to be for the nonprofit uh, Stepping Stones of Sheboygan County. So that very well could be. Good. One more question. Barry? Yep, and that's all part of the fundraising as Ryan goes out. This is kind of a test run because he'll, he's being invited to other places and uh, we wanted to give him a shot here and uh, we're gonna take what we've learned here and that, that's a great comment. Good, good. Ryan, are you thankful for the scars? Very much so. You know that without them, you wouldn't know the Father's heart. I wouldn't. Those scars are necessary. You know your brokenness brought you to Jesus and your wounds are a story that God is using in the lives of others. You guys proud of this guy? Yeah, yeah. Love you, man. Love you, man. Love you. Good. Ryan's going to be available afterward. If you have more questions or details, uh, please see Ryan. And uh, uh, this is just the beginning. So we're going to sing, and then I've got a couple announcements, and then we're done. Good. Jen? Uh, how many of you like Jen better than Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> what a team you guys make. So grateful that you're part of the Arise family. Great. <laughs>